Hi, I'm Andrea Medeiros, and this is My Life Wildlife. I'm the Public Affairs Specialist for the Alaska Region of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Basically, I help with communication, so I help prepare news releases to announce any regulatory actions. I also help prepare employees for interviews with media, and I respond to media inquiries. I am not from Alaska originally. I came from Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia, about 45 miles, close to Valley Forge National Historic Park. I first got into the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service when I first started going to college. And I didn't start going to college until I was in my 20s. I kind of didn't really have a clear direction. You know, I always had a passion for for cooking. I, from a very young age, I, I would read cookbooks and enjoyed cooking for, for family and friends. And I worked for a while in the restaurant business. I was cooking professionally for a number of years. And then I got to a place where I had felt like I was financially able to maybe pursue college. And I recognized that working in the restaurant business would be kind of difficult. So when I first went to college, I decided that first summer when I was done, I decided I wanted to, to travel. And I went to the library. Most of us don't do that nowadays, I guess, but I did. I went to the library and I was perusing the bookshelves, looking for a way that I could travel for several weeks and explore places that I hadn't been to before. And I found a book that had listed that the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service in Alaska provided volunteer opportunities. And so I applied and during the finals week, I got a call from the deputy refuge manager at Anoko National Wildlife Refuge offering me a volunteer position. And I was super excited. And he described hell, you know, that I'd be wading through water and millions of mosquitoes and just, you know, it was going to be harsh living conditions. And I, you know, as growing up, really wasn't like an outdoorsy person. I didn't do a lot of camping and whatnot. So, you know, it wasn't necessarily something that everybody would be drawn to, and especially somebody who really hadn't had a lot of experience in that kind of situation. But I was determined that I was going to open myself up to that experience. So I agreed to come, and it was amazing. You know, I started from Philadelphia flying in a big jet through Chicago and then came to Anchorage and flew out in a small plane, like a prop plane, maybe had seats for 25 or something. And then went from Anchorage, you know, on the small prop plane to McGrath, Alaska, where, you know, I met a lot of people that I'd be working with that summer. And they gave us an incredible array of training. You know, I had bear safety training and small airplane 
flight safety training. You know, I had to learn how to carry and shoot a firearm safely for, for the bear protection. I'd never held a gun in my life, let alone a big shotgun that shot slugs. You know, it was a pretty wild experience. And then we also were given summer survival training, and I learned how to use a map and compass to orient myself on the landscape. So after my first summer, I decided that this was for me. And I want to work for the Fish and Wildlife Service and do this as a career. You know, as a kid growing up, I watched the undersea world of Jacques Cousteau and Mutual Omaha's Wild Kingdom and was just completely enamored with wildlife and nature. And so working for an agency that did conservation work was like a dream come true. So anyway, I was hooked and I went back and declared a major in biology and ultimately got my degree in biology. My path has been, I don't know, not very straight for sure. My life hasn't been like planned out. It's kind of like I have an interest and I start moving in that direction. And then serendipitously, I <laughs> end up where I do. I, You know, it's just kind of interesting. You know, growing up outside of Philadelphia, there is a lot, there's a lot of people, a lot of development. I found it kind of disheartening driving down the road in the suburbs, which I grew up in, where every open lot of land, woods, there would be a sign put up that it was for sale. And the next thing you know, it would all be gone and there'd be a new housing development or there'd be a new mall. And I just, kind of felt sad about that, you know, and I longed for being in a place where you could get out and experience nature and nature that hasn't been like torn up. And so I think for me coming to Alaska, it's like this place where nature is still thriving. And I wanted to experience that. I wanted to see wildlife living as they have for millennia, you know? And not feeling like everything was like under threat from development. It was a relief, you know, to be disconnected and just be immersed kind of in this natural wild place and doing things that were, I felt like a contribution to the overall work of the Fish and Wildlife Service. So at some point I applied for a program called, it was the Student Career Experience Program, which I got accepted into. And once you go through that program, they don't promise you, but they will try to find you a permanent position. And a position came up in the conservation genetics lab at the time that was called the Fisheries Genetics Lab. It's, it's now the Conservation Genetics Lab. But there was a fisheries biologist position available there and I qualified for that. And so I got that job and I worked in the conservation or the fisheries genetics lab for probably at least a couple of years. 
doing genetics on fish. We would take little fin clips from fish and our focus was salmon at the time. And we would do PCR, polymerase chain reactions on the DNA. And so we would amplify different loci of the DNA and kind of come up with, I would say, a genetic description of a population of fish, essentially. So we were trying to differentiate one population of fish from another. And, and the end goal was to be able to manage fisheries in like a mixture. So if you have a mixture of fish, you want to be able to tell what the composition of that mixture is. So where where are, are the predominant number of fish in that mixture headed towards? And you want to make sure that you preserve a fair number of those fish going back to that river so that in the future, they will be healthy, a healthy population. So I was in the fisheries genetics lab for about three years, you know, doing lab work and it was pretty, you know, routine. I kind of managed the coho salmon project where we were, you know, going out and kind of developing these profiles for various coho salmon populations. But it didn't interest me to want to stay there. I've had this desire for creativity. I felt like there was something missing for me, satisfaction-wise, by just doing this lab work day in and day out. It, It just didn't really thrill me. At some point when I started using desktop publishing software, it's called InDesign. And I just had a lot of fun, like pulling that material together. And I think a detail in the external affairs office kind of opened up that opportunity for me. So I got to work on a detail in the external affairs office for the fisheries program. And I really loved it and I thought, boy, I would love to work in the external affairs office and do this stuff all the time. And a position didn't open up in the external affairs office, but a similar type of position opened up in our subsistence management office. And so I applied for that job and I and I got it. And so that kind of got me on this different track than I was on. I don't know if I truly understood what was all involved with the position I'm in and having to learn about and understand policies and laws and to be able to coach staff on how to communicate about those laws and regulations and policies. But I love the complexity. I honestly, I I think that that's a challenge and I I like that challenge. It makes it, yeah, not so easy, right? So I have to really work at understanding and I have to talk to people and hear what they're thinking. And, you know, as I've worked here, I have had the honor to go out to some of the remote villages to learn about the indigenous peoples of Alaska. I work with 
a lady. She's our tribal liaison for the region, and she's conducted a lot of really informative classes for Fish and Wildlife employees about Alaska Native culture, traditions, just kind of helping employees who, in many cases, aren't from Alaska and don't know a lot about the Alaska Native cultures. And I, you know, having had the opportunity to go out and visit in communities where they live, you know, a subsistence lifestyle and their cultures reflect kind of the traditions that have been handed down through the many generations that are kind of born out of their special relationship with nature. And I think if there's one thing we could learn from that as a country is how to live with the nature that we've been blessed with. How can we do a better job of being stewards of the gifts that we've been given? Not to me, you know, that would give me hope if we could actually learn that lesson and conduct our business in a way that really honored the fish and wildlife that we've been given. This has been My Life Wildlife, a production of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, Alaska Region, Office of External Affairs. Producers Lisa Hupp and Chris Pacheco. Our production partner for this series is Citizen Race Car. Produced and story edited by Charlotte Moore Lambert. Audio editing, sound design, and original music by Garrett Tiedemann. Production manager, Gabriella Montekin. Artwork by Michelle Lawson. In Alaska, the employees of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service are shared stewards of world-renowned natural resources and our nation's last true wild places. The lands and waters of this place we call home nourish a vast and unique array of fish, wildlife, and people. Our hope is that each generation has the opportunity to live with, live from, discover, and enjoy the wildness of this awe-inspiring land and the people who love and depend on it.